The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Are you serious right now? Welcome back to another epi on Happy Hour with Kay. It's your host, Kay, and as always, I'm super excited to be here. In today's epi, we're diving into the topic of integrating new coping mechanisms into our daily lives. Honestly, the past few weeks, I would say the week before last week, um, has honestly been a roller coaster with both positive and challenging experiences, which have left me mentally drained. Recognizing the need for change in how I handle life's overwhelming moments, particularly my tendency to react strongly and emotionally to stress, I decided that it was time for a shift. And facing high stress situations, I often found myself reacting irrationally, amplifying the issues unnecessarily. And while there's really nothing wrong expressing emotions, I realized I needed a healthier approach. (laughs) And so the recent challenges prompted me to pretty much reevaluate my responses. And I was really just tired of allowing external factors to bring me down. Like I wasn't proud of how I communicated with others and the impact that I had on my self-image. This ultimately led me to taking a step back. So I reflected on my actions and decided to proactively explore new coping mechanisms, which brings us to the topic of today's epi. So last week, I actually dedicated time to self-discovery, asking myself, what could I do differently moving forward to navigate high-stress situations more effectively? Now, what I wrote for myself may not be helpful to you, but ultimately the goal here is just to encourage self-awareness and proactive change. It's really just about taking action to transform negative experiences into positive growth. Now, with that, I actually compiled a list of coping mechanisms tailored to my needs, hoping that sharing them might either assist you directly or inspire you to discover your own effective approaches. And as always, remember, the key is just to really better yourself by learning how to channel negative energy into positive change. So with that being said, let's just dive into the epi. So one of the things that I'm trying to incorporate a new coping mechanism, which a lot of these are pretty much what I do already, but to basically break it down, as I mentioned, I did create a list of what helps me and breaking it down as to how and why it's helpful. So the first thing I wrote that's super important for me is stepping outside. Working from home provides me the flexibility to enjoy the outdoors whenever I need a break. I'm very grateful for the luxury of being able to work in the comfort of my home and knowing that I can step outside when things get very difficult and tough. um, It pretty much allows me to detach from the stress and negativity at hand. Being able to step outside, it's a moment of presence. You get a step away from the screen. I can breathe in the world around me. It helps me calm my thoughts and gain clarity. I really cherish the times that I'm able to step away from the screen and step outside because It reminds me to pause, even if it's just for 5 or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or even just for a couple of minutes. Like, it doesn't have to be that long. And during my computer work, it's really easy for me to lose track of time. Actually, there are times where I, and I'm guilty of this, but... 
there are times where I realize it's been too long since I took Quincy out and I'm like oh my gosh it's been like three hours and I didn't realize that I haven't taken you out for a while like buddy boy what are we doing here so being able to just disconnect and take a breather and step away from the computer has been really helpful to gain some clarity in my mind the next thing I like to do is putting my phone on do not disturb this kind of goes hand in hand with stepping outside but I like to put my phone on do not disturb mode when I'm walking Quincy the reason being is because it helps me stay fully present during our time together by avoiding distractions. Quincy can be very annoying during our walk sometimes when he gets in his moods. So it's really important that I stay focused when I'm around him. Um, but sometimes when I'm feeling stressed, an influx of messages can be triggering. And I've noticed that it sometimes leads to me projecting my stress onto those that I'm texting, which is unfair to them and putting myself on do not disturb and distancing myself from my phone I create that space to be fully present with my emotions and feelings and I'm able to not be so reactive to those that don't deserve it so I really enjoy putting my phone on do not disturb because then I can just be with the world and be with Quincy without being annoying to others and being rude to others that don't need it that energy going to quincy and giving him a hug or petting him or going on a walk has been a great coping mechanism for me if you have a pet you understand this but when people talk about having a dog as a genuine coping mechanism they are absolutely correct Quincy has proven to be the most incredible support system I have ever experienced. While I'm so grateful for the people in my life, the therapist I've encountered throughout the years of their support, there's really nothing like having a soul animal. And I've actually had dogs or family dogs um, throughout my upbringing. But having a dog that feels like your soul companion is truly a real connection and if you don't know what a soul pet is it's essentially a pet that you share a spiritual bond a connection that goes beyond the ordinary and with Quincy without a doubt he is my best friend and my soul pet I would say when people see him they're like I can definitely see your personality in him which is a little terrifying, but I mean, I get it. Like, I also see that in him as well, and I wouldn't change it for the world, but that's besides the point. The point is, knowing he's by my side every day instantly uplifts my spirit. In times of stress, the reassurance that I can embrace him or simply just, like, give him little pats on his head brings me an immense comfort. His presence acts as a compelling reason for me to step away from whatever is causing distress and forces me to go on a walk. And this break honestly allows me to clear my mind and return with a refreshed perspective in which I feel like I have the energy now to finish the day strong. And I'm so grateful that the little things, even his just existence, can do so much to uplift my mood. I also love 
incorporating playing upbeat music which it sounds very cliche but it's so true music serves as a powerful coping mechanism it's capable of transforming our mood and emotions which is absolutely insane to think about but the impact of good music is profound uplifting the vibes and altering our feelings when we tune into songs that resonate with happiness so personally i find a lot of joy listening to throwback songs featuring artists like young justin bieber sean kingston Nicki minaj the song super bass like y'all know that song from your heart um neo usher like i freaking love them and these are the songs that i've I know the lyrics in my memory. They're so nostalgic and it just reminds me of the joyous moments back in the days when these songs first came out. I instantly feel so much better and I feel rejuvenated and sometimes with that, I just forget the reasons behind any previous feelings or frustrations or even sadness. So it's like really nice just to turn on a good song and just instantly feel so much better. Like it changes my mood instantly it's insane another thing that i like to incorporate or i want to incorporate is stretching or doing yoga now you don't have to be really good at this in the sense of like you don't need to be flexible but i think practicing yoga creates a lot of mental clarity and calmness it increases body awareness and it relieves chronic stress patterns and it relaxes the mind you have better center attention and you can also sharpen your concentration so hear me out taking a step back putting some calming music moving your body with slow movements releasing that tension in your body will make you feel so much better it makes you slow down which can help lower your stress hormones and i have loved stretching and yoga ever since i have torn my acl i kid you not as i was in pt doing those stretching movements in my knee was absolutely so painful and yet so good i don't know how to explain it but when you stretch it's painful And yet it's so good that you want to keep going. That's how I feel about stretching and yoga. Like you just feel so much better at the end of the day. Like yes, it's painful in the moment, but it's worth it. And I think that's why I love incorporating it in as a coping mechanism because it does a lot for you in such a short period of time. I would say this is something that I started incorporating ever since I stopped seeing a therapist. But I think a lot of people would agree that journaling is super helpful I currently don't seek a therapist and one of the things that I've learned throughout therapy and post-therapy is that it is really helpful just to dump all your thoughts in a journal. It personally helps me understand my thoughts and feelings more clearly. I kid you not, journaling can help you gain control of your emotions and improve your mental health. I will write until my hand hurts or I will write until I've emptied out my thoughts that I'm numb and I don't feel anything anymore and by then I pretty much feel like the weight has lifted off my back and I just feel so much better like instead of talking to someone just writing it down because there's some things that I just don't feel comfortable to talk about and there's some things that I just don't think 
other people should know. And so being able to just pick up my journal and just write it out and then close my book, I feel so much better. Also too, like reading my journal and going back into it, seeing the date and the time is like, I can see how much I've grown throughout the years. So not like saying that I'm I'm going back into the past and I'm trying to remember how I felt that day, but it's more so like I get to see the challenges that I faced and how was I able to overcome it as I started picking up my journal over the course of the years. Um, sometimes I'll journal even just for good stuff. Like I'll just talk about my day or what I'm looking forward to. And ultimately that's the goal. You don't want to just always journal about the bad stuff. You want to journal about pretty much anything and everything. And I think as I looked through my journal back then, it used to be all negative stuff. And as I look at it now and what I do now, I see a lot of positivity and I see a lot of growth in that and especially in the way that I write. So I just really enjoy journaling and I think it's been so helpful for me personally. And if you don't do it, I think you should definitely try and see how you feel It may be really awkward just to write some thoughts down, but as you start doing more, it becomes second nature and you're like, oh my God, like this is so helpful. Okay, I think organizing and cleaning is also a great coping mechanism. So for those who know me, you know that when my area is a mess, it's affecting my mental health and I'm clearly not in a good mindset and I'm clearly going through it. I find that when I'm stressed or have a really busy week or... Like, just life is just getting in the way. I tend to neglect my routines. I also do get very lazy just to do the basic chores around the house, and it just piles up. By the end of the week, my house is pretty much chaos, which is insane, and I hate it. But when my area is cluttered, I tend to lose focus, and I'm just so overwhelmed. And because my area is so cluttered, this actually affects my ability to focus and I really cannot function in a messy space I'm not saying that my space is very clean like I have things around it but when it's like out of the ordinary and I can like notice like the subtle change of like the the couch is a mess like the pillows aren't together or like there's so many blankets thrown on there it's it drives me insane and so I really love cleaning and organizing as it helps me gain a sense of control over my environment and when I'm done cleaning I feel very accomplished and I'm satisfied and I feel like I can tackle the day all over again and I think for a lot of people it becomes a repetitive um, movement and you tend to find this like calmness within it And so then once you're done, you're like, oh my gosh, like I did it. This is great. I love. And so I think organizing and cleaning can really help set the mood right. And so that's why I love organizing and cleaning. Now, not everyone can say that because I know it can be daunting, but normally after you're done, you're like, ah, wow, I should have done this earlier. (laughs) Um, Okay, working out. Engaging in physical activity particularly intense workouts and I'm talking more in the sense of like weightlifting cardio hit like anything that's not walking tends to prove to be a powerful method for redirecting my mind from the negative thought patterns that are happening so when I'm working out I find that I can instantly silence my thoughts allowing the music to take over and my focus shifts to the task at hand 
it becomes a dedicated space where I can concentrate on what needs to be achieved within the workout. And so working out serves as an outlet for releasing pent-up emotions. And it's like as if each rep, I'm shedding the negative and toxic energy out that have been accumulated throughout the day. And so by the time the workout is complete, I've pretty much sweated out the negativity, which will then lead me to feeling more rejuvenated and empowered and so this not only sets a positive tone for the rest of the day but it also provides a fulfilling way to conclude my day on a better tone so ultimately at the end of the day you know incorporating new coping mechanisms is important for many reasons like from what everything that I said it helps you adapt to change so life is dynamic and situations tend to constantly evolve. Having a diverse set of coping mechanisms allows you to adapt to different challenges and changes effectively. You learn a lot of personal growth throughout adding new coping mechanisms. So you try new coping strategies, which encourages personal growth and self-discovery It provides an opportunity to learn more about yourself, your preferences, and honestly what works best for you in managing stress and emotions. It increases resilience, so you rely on variety of coping mechanisms, which enhances your resilience. So when one method is not effective in a given situation, having alternative allows you to bounce back and challenges more successfully. I'd also say that It helps prevent burnout. So when you use the same coping mechanisms repeatedly, it may lead to burnout or reduced effectiveness over time. I just really love the idea of introducing new strategies within the given moment because this will help prevent the burnout and it keeps your coping mechanisms fresh and effective. It's like you can't eat the same thing every single day right because then you get bored of it so like switching it up zhuzhing it up once in a while can really be impactful I mean do the things that really helps you now but try something different like it doesn't always have to be the same thing over and over again you enhance your problem solving trying new coping mechanisms encourages a creative approach to problem solving it enables you to think outside the box and you find innovative ways to navigate challenges i see that in myself so much i'm like starting to open a new area in my brain that i never really thought that i had and i'm like oh my gosh like i like this i like this thought process that i'm having i'm not still in the same bubble that I used to think like it's so much broader and it's a little overwhelming but it's like also exciting and doesn't really make any sense and lastly everything that we talked about leads up to the last part of what is so important about incorporating new coping mechanisms is improving your mental health having a diverse set of coping mechanisms can contribute to an improved mental health engaging in activities that bring you joy relaxation or a sense of accomplishments positively impacts your mental health and your well-being immensely and at the end of the day like do what makes you happy and do what works for you but remember that the effectiveness of coping mechanisms can vary from person to person what I had said may not help you and that's totally fine it's just essential that we explore and tailor our coping mechanisms 
based on our individual preferences and needs. So just because I like to wake up early and I like to have a very strict morning routine, I like to journal doesn't mean you have to do that for yourself. Like you might be a night owl that likes to stay up late and read and journal and play video games. Like that's totally fine. That works for you. This might not work for me. But with that being said, I really do hope that you enjoyed this epi and I hope you all got something out of this and I hope that you learn more about yourself in the self-discovery phase in our lives, especially if you're in your 20s because no one said it's going to be easy because it's really freaking not. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see y'all in the next one. Bye guys. 